0: Welcome to our campaign, set in the galvanizing world of ElectroVol. Join us for an adventure full of noir intrigue and electrifying spectacle. See the description below for ways that you can stay informed on the latest episode of the series, as well as any other content featured on Dice Carnival.
1: This episode is sponsored by C4 Labs. Makers of amazing tabletop gaming accessories. For a limited time, you can use the code DICECARNIVAL during checkout and receive 10% off. That is Dice Carnival with no spaces or caps. C4 Labs offers free shipping in the US, so it's a great way to treat yourself and directly benefit our show. Check out their new Walnut Display Dice Tray, with special pockets for each die in your set. You can find it and other products at C4Labs.com. The Link is in the description.
0: Be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a good rating if you enjoy the episode. Without further ado, let's begin!
2: In Electroval, there are many stories to be told, but not every one of those stories gets a headline. One such story has met a loose end, a conclusion, but not a final chapter. Having performed a task for the infamous crime lord, Cranberry Caledonia, the group of you returned both destiny, her prize model, her adoptive daughter of sorts, if you want to call it that, as well as retrieved the necklace that Destiny had taken with her, hoping to essentially sell in attempts to get a little bit of cash to help her on the open road. It was found out that those who had been helping her escape only wished to take advantage of her to get leverage on Cranberry. You put an end to their plot, sent them away with many scars and a few, in a, in a major warning from Dave. And returned, not the necklace, but destiny to Cranberry, putting in some resources in place, for when she feels ready to ask you for help again, you will be able to. And Cranberry, with the sort of tense flirtation, not flirtation, relationship that seems to be she seems to be having with Hugo, imparted information that the. Uh, The device that was taken from Mr. Gilded, the man who you are all accused of the murder of, pending investigation, was, in fact, a member of something called the Authority. And all of you... have more questions now. So, returning right back into the early morning, as Hugo, sunlight has just now begun cresting over parts of the city. Probably not this part, because, uh, you're kind of in the shadows of the uh, larger tiered part of Electroval. But Hugo does step out of the cream and cherry navigating through the crowds of, of drunk passed out hungover patrons from the previous night's festivities as they seem to be cleaning and preparing for this night's. And Hugo, you're, you're there. All of you, you're out there. Exactly where we left off.
3: Have I told them yet the information that Caledonia relayed to me.
2: Uh, you can do that now.
3: (sighs) Well. What do y'all know about the Authority?
1: Uh, whatever Sky told
3: us. Yeah, me too. Until now. Um, Gilded. You know, the guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I expected of being a little bit part of that. And that necklace that he had, it's almost like a key could get you into that into the power grid and do all sorts of damage.
2: Hmm.
3: Out of character, I forget. <laughs> some of the information.
2: So it was described that whatever this device is, it's able to essentially connect to ElectroVolt's power grid. There's fluctuations in the grid that some believe to be a sort of encrypted network of information. And those who possess these sort of artifacts, these keys, are able to actually access that grid. And there is said to be many information on the authorities' motives, contacts, methods, information, as well as potentially the hiding location of the Arkstone within the city, the sort of classified location. Um, Because the Arkstone's power is routed throughout the city, but no one really knows where it comes from. Okay. Or really what the Arkstone looks like.
3: I'm going to relay that to them without speaking it right now (laughs) (laughs) you speak it much more eloquently than i will yeah
0: that's interesting so where do you guys think we should go from here with that
1: (sighs) well we can't really we don't really know where this necklace of gildeds is So, the trail's kind of dead on that front.
3: Where's the
2: power grid at? Everywhere. Gesturing upwards, Hugo kind of points towards all the, at least the spirit ward, there are a lot of loose lines that kind of, are kind of exposed. There's insulation on many of them, but some of them not so much, and you can occasionally see, like, a sort of pair of, like, bird legs just clinging to it without any bird <laughs> on top. Um, you can see in the middle of the Spirit Ward, and this would be where the most wire connections are, there's a sort of little island in a tower built up that has a sort of web of power cables that kind of meet in the middle. You would know that that is uh, that is um, Breaker 6, basically the substation 6, the sort of um, substation in this area run by the Galvanic switchboard. So They're they're in charge of essentially regulating power flow, making sure that the input and the output are equal, which is, uh... Which is, you know, a curious task that you imagine would be very difficult.
0: Well, I I know that you wanted to look into your what was his name, Alexander friend?
3: Yes, of course. Him. I still have no idea how he could be connected to all of this, but was there all right
0: and then there's one more thing I wanted to bring up which is the fact that uh, after our our af- after our last mission I, I've kind of come to the realization that we might in the process of figuring this out I'm not sure if everything we're gonna be doing is gonna be necessarily legal or something the velvet blue would lack. And also, two of us right now have trackers on us. So I think it might be important to maybe find someone who can figure out what exactly these, these, these trackers are tracking. Because it can either be, oh, it just sets off a warning when we leave the city, or it's tracking our every move and also recording all our conversations. We don't know.
1: Hmm. Uh, Dimitri did bring up the inventor as a possible person we could find. He would probably know what these things are about.
0: Also, I know in the college there's possibly... There's possibly some folk who may have the magic to kind of cipher it out.
1: Should we try the college first?
0: Maybe we can... So Alex is going to be like up up near Hugo's club, right?
3: I'm not sure.
0: Alexander?
3: Yeah. I'm not sure where I would be finding him. Any ideas? <laughs> Mr. in control of the game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, getting a hold of someone like that, you've been having a lot of difficulty for a while. I mean you could go to Brimstone. It's been a while since you've been there and I don't think that any of these people have had a chance to see, you know, your place, your 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 business that you own stake in. Mhm. So, you know, you've had a long night if, if you want to just take care of some business.
3: Well maybe we could use there as a contact place. We can bring people whoever we need to talk to up there. Mm.
1: Yeah, that's a
0: great idea.
1: There was that reporter from, not Tab, the other place.
0: That dude. Scoop?
1: Yes, Scoop. We could talk to him because he seemed interested in what we were doing.
0: So Hmm. let me propose a a course of action. So we start heading up to Brimstone. On the way, we stop by the college because I want to pop by my apartment uh feed my snails and pick up Beefy Boy because he gets lonely. <laughs>
4: yes. Feed snails.
0: And then from there and then from there we head up to Brimstone and from Brimstone we contact Scoop to bring him in so we can talk to him a bit. Maybe offer some more details on the story.
2: That sounds like a great plan.
3: <laughs> I'll go for it.
4: I'm down.
2: All right. So put in the placement a little bit. Um. You would know that Soup's apartment is located uh, in the Starlight District, um, kind of close to the Smokestack Ward. Um. So that would be. I mean, if you were traveling that way, that would probably put you about. I don't know. Probably like 20 minutes walking there and walking back total. Like 10 minutes out of the way go visit soup's apartment um that's easy enough to do uh we don't have to role play that little bit um college of the macabre if you're specifically going to uh soup's place of employment that too is in the starlight district and maybe more on route it depends on whether or not you are going through the uh chamber of commerce which is kind of like a, an outlet mall like a very big hexagonal outlet mall uh built into Electrovol, which kind of has staircases and markets that you can make your way up. The other option is to take the primary form of public transportation, uh, between the different levels of Electrovol, and that is the eye, the big Ferris wheel on the edge of Electrovol. Um it takes about, I believe, twenty minutes for it to do its full rotation.
3: Hmm. Hmm.
1: I mean, I mean, can just walk in there,
3: in, I think. Either way. Or does the Chamber of Commerce take less time?
2: The Chambers of Commerce, technically. Uh
3: the Chambers of Commerce. Yes. Why don't we go through the Chambers? That might be kind of fun.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> All right. All right.
2: Let's go. Uh, okay. So, uh, making your way, um, th- through down 10th street and towards the sort of, uh, connecting point between the starlight district and the spirit ward. This early in the morning, you would notice, um, kind of like a crowd of people have kind of gathered in that area, kind of in a nearby alley. Um, you see, it looks like maybe some sort of like dog park that is in park. The Starlight District is very much like the tourist track of Electrovol. You see, um, and, and you're kind of, you're on, you're on proper pavement now, or at least like flagstone and cobbles, um, you know, kind of reflecting the same sort of like pattern as the sort of web of uh, light bulbs above you. But you can see that there's like a crowd that's gathered and you can see what looks like velvet blue officers kind of holding a perimeter. Um, hmm. That does catch your eye, but you can move on from it, if okay. you so wish.
3: Look at it and see what the crowd is looking at?
2: Uh, so you should go ask
1: what's up. Everybody else has a... Oh, yeah! <laughs> you
3: want to sure. the
1: Velvet Blue? Or just... Just like Gendon. who do you... What are you doing? Or
3: just pedestrians?
1: Um, uh, Warsaw, you should go ask the Velvet Blue what's going on. <clears throat> um.
3: Or at least the other people.
1: Yes. I don't know. I don't want... To get too close, I'd kind of have a criminal record on my head. <laughs> Should mm. I tell
4: the velvet blue my buddy Yenden wants to know what's going
2: on? Um, no, I'll, I'll just mm. walk
4: up to a pedestrian and ask him what's going on. All
2: right, okay. Oh, hello there, Sonny. Hello,
4: What's, uh, what are y'all looking at? Murder! Oh, what about you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Murder. Oh, yes. Fortunately, the dog survived, though. The dog? Oh, certainly. I'm on my way to the pound to see if it needs a new home.
4: What kind of dog is it?
2: Oh, a little Pomeranian. Yeah. Or maybe... Maybe it's a Labrador. I can't really tell with my eyes. <laughs> Are you sure is it's this... a dog? Would you like a lemon drop? Nope. <laughs> no, thank you. More for me. And she'll put a lemon drop in her mouth and walk away.
0: I just imagine it's actually a squirrel being dragged, like, on a little <laughs> rope. Just a very large squirrel.
4: So where I no, was She's
2: not to... walking a dog. She's saying that she's going to go try to adopt the dog.
0: Oh, I'm still thinking it's a squirrel.
2: Fair enough.
4: So where I'm at now, can I see what's going on, or should I scoot through the Look,
2: crowd? Looking around and kind of peering in a little bit. Um, you eventually see like one, you kind of like get a little bit of opening and you see like, please stand back, please stand back. All right, break the perimeter, boys. And you kind of split off. For the, what you can see for a moment, you do see that they seem to be curting off a body, kind of covered in a drape. Roll me a perception check, if you will. Four. the only thing you really make out um, before like the crowd begins kind of covering a little bit it looks like they were carrying off uh three bodies into uh sort of horse drawn like skeletal horse drawn petty wagons and seem to be loading them up like a sort of coroner's van Does
0: one I... body seemed to be much larger than the other two
4: that was my next question. I was just thinking.
2: That. You weren't really able to make it out before, uh, like you glanced over at it at close. But you, can, three bodies is what you get as a baseline. Gotcha.
4: All mm. right, I'm going to run back and tell them what I saw. <laughs> out here? <laughs> yeah. They, That's uh, not good. They picked up three bodies and put them in the wagon. I couldn't tell the dimensions of each one, but there's three of them.
0: Else people died. Yep. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh,
1: they weren't moving.
0: I don't think we'll be hearing from. At our... least not yet.
3: <laughs> I don't think we'll be hearing from our friends with
2: the ogre again. Uh,
3: Caledonia made it slightly clear what their fate was to become.
2: That would also be something that. I mean, probably maybe Warso and Hugo would be the one who would maybe clue into this is that conducting a hit on this part of the city, even though it's in proximity, is kind would kind of be a a a, a ballsy thing to do. Um, this is kind of velvet blue territory, like the 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 uh, velvet blue kind of runs this part of the city in most of the districts. But the spirit ward is predominantly sort of governed by the twisted dagger, which is why you know, in addition to being a crime syndicate, they're also you know ones paying for what limited infrastructure there is there. They're they're you know they run that part of the town um I mean possibly um you don't I will say you don't think the body was the size of an ogre mm-hmm. but regardless um it would still be probably very ballsy to make a hit on this part of the city
4: but not impossible
2: not impossible certainly not there is definitely an unstable element to Electrovol's state of politics that everyone is clued into
4: hmm Should we follow the wagon?
1: It would probably be going to the college, so we yeah. would we'd meet up with it eventually.
0: And we can also we can also ask Jack who came through there. Truth. He's Talk about my buddy, Jack? It.
1: You know, my buddy, Jack, my buddy, Jack Rambo. Hey, huh. everybody knows
3: Jack. I have no idea who this person is. <laughs> you met him!
4: Yeah, we have, uh, we share similar interests.
3: I see, okay. Hmm. Then, how's about it? We hightail it to the to college, see if we can catch up with these people. You know, maybe they're somehow related.
4: Let's do it.
0: And in the process, if we can find anyone who can kind of identify what exactly these bracelets are it'll be helpful that is true
2: i can say um so the college of the macabre is split up in a v- into different parts of the city usually the lower parts of it um but soup would definitely know this that because jack basically works at the same place soup does in a office called the kitchen um, which is kind of a—it's—it's—it's it's, it's where they take bodies, but they also happen to have a kitchen there that soup uses, which is completely unrelated to their other activities, <laughs> other than to make sure the workforce that needs to be fed is fed. Mostly the kitchen for those who would know Jack um, know that the kitchen is his workshop. That's where he makes his masterpieces. Yummy. Mm. All right, Hugo,
0: please, please don't eat the bodies.
2: For our audience members who don't know uh, or would like to be reminded, uh, Jack specializes in turning cadavers into undead laborers. And he is quite proud of that craft. Oh. So you would like to head to the kitchen? Yes. All right. All right. So, following these sort of petty wagons that kind of part the crowd a little bit, um, it's easy enough to keep up as there is, you know, there's a decent amount of traffic this part of the morning, so you don't lose it very far, but you do kind of have to keep tabs on each other. Uh, Gienden. Yes? Uh, what measures are you, are you taking any measures to conceal yourself? Um, probably with this many people around, yes. What are you doing? Um
1: hmm Does does soup still have that scarf
0: I have the scarf soup
1: uh, can I have that scarf
0: <laughs> I tie it real cute it looks real nice on you
2: so you tie it real cute on the hem it doesn't really <laughs> hide your tattoos <laughs> and With facial complexion
3: um, I can cast silent image
2: all right Ooh, you cast so what do you what do you cast onto yn silent image. What, what does it look like, though? <laughs> it's real quiet.
0: <laughs> it's real cute!
3: Yes, I make I make Gendon into a slightly cute goliath.
2: So you just kind of give him slightly bigger eyes, a little bit of blush to the cheeks, and you create an image over him that's just standing there. How are you? <laughs> and Gendon, when you go to take a step forward, you walk out of the illusion and it stays behind you. Oh, oh.
0: <laughs> Gendon is going
2: Technically, Hugo can, I think, can move it. I can ha- move it. <laughs> next turn, ne- every, every six seconds. Uh, but it's really, it, it it's like. Low FPS? Yeah, it, it's very rendering. low FPS. <laughs> <laughs> it's really low FPS. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm sorry. You imagine that if you were standing still, this would work great. I'm sorry, Sue, but I uh, but I have to use this
1: better, and I'm gonna like tie the scarf around my face, kind of like a mask. Does
2: anyone have a disguise kit? I do. Ooh, oh, you do. We can put, We can put You have a disguise kit? I think so. Wait. I mean.
3: I might only have proficiency with that.
2: I mean, if you want to go ahead and duck into an alley, I have. To I mean, proficiency do. is what you'd need to get proficiency bonus to this.
0: I have. I don't have the actual
3: kit. I have some.
0: I mean, if we're close to the Chambers of Commerce, we can buy one. (gasps)
2: Um, you would reach the the kitchen before that, but Ah.
0: yes.
3: Okay, I don't. I can use some extra clothing to help out with the mask, but I. And I
4: have hemp rope. We can make a wig.
2: (laughs) 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 So I'm assuming at this point that you want to take a there, there are shops here there are businesses and stuff you can buy clothes and stuff so if you want to go ahead and spend five charges like five silver
3: let's go shopping
2: oh boy <laughs> and <laughs> rather than go shopping just say it happens yes okay and if charger. one person wants to go ahead enroll me a a disguise kit check we'll use i'll say charisma for this
3: okay they may regular charisma check
2: uh, charisma but add your proficiency because hugo knows fashion
3: oh yes he does
2: and i imagine that there's probably been times where like you've probably drank too much or something like that so you've had to, like get the right pair of glasses to hide the dark circles on your eyes when you went to perform
3: yep it was a 12
0: Good question do goliath have eyebrows yes
2: uh th- sure okay
0: could I Druidcraft him I, I, some like eyebrows I, I, out of at brown At the very grass? least it looks like
2: he, at the very least he probably would have uh, tattooed eyebrows on. Because, um, yeah, Goliath in this world are notably hairless. So, tattooed eyebrows. There we go.
0: I just, I just kind of start covering his tattoos with little flowers and stuff with Druidcraft.
2: So his tattoos run all over his body and <laughs> this body came with no clothes other than the shorts.
0: All the flowers.
2: I've turned uh, um. it into something. <laughs> so, Hugo rolled a 12. And we will move on with that. As you make your way towards the kitchen, um, <laughs> you find that you descend to an area right below the sort of tiered wall that heads up to the next tier of the city. The area here becomes a little bit darker as there's less of the sky filtering light in. You the buildings here kind of the foliage isn't used to a lot of light so there's like a couple of like withered trees and stuff growing out of gutters. The you hear like a couple of musicians just kind of strumming not busking but just kind of practicing their music outside the sort of stairwell that leads down into the actual wall of the city. Um, and you could just see a couple of uh, lights just bare bulb lights hanging. Kind of like the aesthetic you saw in the spirit word, but not nearly as dilapidated. There is sort of efforts to make things clean and polished and patched when they get a chance. Um, It's not fully for function. Sometimes it's just about looking nice. And everyone here seems kind of playing outside, having fun. You see this one half-work fellow with uh, eye patch, kind of smile and wave at Soup.
0: i wave back.
2: As he just continues to like strum his guitar. Idea. Soup. I hand it off to you.
0: Oh, well. I first had an idea on how we could help out Genshin. I don't know. I don't know how well this disguise work, but he can always pretend to be dead.
1: Um. Sorry. What? <laughs>
4: That's not a bad idea.
1: You I could d-
2: do that. I will say you do for now arrive to this place safely. Like you get there without. It. I I will say I don't want to go through this inconvenience whenever we're traveling. I don't.
1: I. I'd rather not be this. Have this identity. <laughs>
3: Besides, he already spends enough time dead.
0: Dead on the inside.
4: I mean, we could just put a sheet over him. You
0: know. Ah! <gasps> it could. He could pretend to be a ghost. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> we can cut out some little at holes. <laughs> make them art, Make them heart shaped.
4: Why well, like? <laughs> On a wagon with a sheet over him, not walking around with a sheet on.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Oh
0: that's what she meant.
2: You as you're having this conversation, you hear the steps of foot of uh of like a ding 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 ding. As you see uh, a figure on a Pennington bicycle riding his way. Is it called a Pennington? A Pennington? What's it what's it called? Pennington. The one with Pennington? Pen- uh just making sure I get that right. Riding this big sort of Three and a half foot Like front wheel Pennington Um Is a tiny little halfling Wearing a Plagues Doctor mask Who seems to be Exasperated And ringing the bell to For everyone to get Out of his way As he leaps off Of the bike Midway Sticks the landing Um And stumbles a little <laughs> bit And what says What a showman Oops, oh, sorry uh, Called in Bit of emergency at work What are all you lazy bums Doing out here Don't you have work to do Um Oh, hello, Soup. Uh, ha, coming in for uh, coming in off your parole? <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, I mean, we're, we're we're still we're still investigating stuff. Actually, we came by because uh, we wanted to figure out we don't know the details about what our bracelets are. You know, the ones that the Velvet Blue gave us. So we were hoping to see if anyone has any identification magic or something.
2: He, you start seeing tears dripping out from underneath the mask. And he looks like he's nodding, but then you start realizing he's sobbing.
0: Wait, Jack, what's up?
2: I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I, uh, just, you know, calling me in like that. Murder, saying we aren't going to do our jobs. I, I got knocked on the office of, 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 of the commissioner, uh, telling us we, we, we messed up and, and, uh, it's just a lot and, and I we still have the problem of the murders. Uh, hi, Warso. Um I really wanted to talk to you about it, but uh
0: Wait, what's and, up? Okay, let's talk.
2: Uh, and then you got your situation now and I'm down a couple laborers. Okay, uh, can we go inside? Yeah, let's go. I'm do I'm that. I'm starving.
0: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yes, so, sorry to so, sorry to suddenly jump on you right like that. Woo, oh after, oh no, you so no, you wouldn't have known you
2: wouldn't have oh you wouldn't have known. It's all went down near the, the spirit ward unless you were there last night um come let's 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 get in there uh uh maybe the maybe the pot's boiling um hopefully we can get bob out of the kitchen uh, he, he can't cook like you soup
0: <laughs> ah, that's what i told everyone when they're... there's
2: nothing but boiled potatoes and leeks all day
0: Ooh, oh yikes oh yikes
2: nothing <clears throat> even happen. he doesn't even season it i gotta go in the kitchen and season it myself
0: you know he always said my stuff was too strong, but I have a feeling he's just a weak man.
2: Yeah, that's why I sent him on a demolition duty. Definitely. We won't be seeing him for a week. Nothing worse than oh. a bland hater. <laughs> Say it well, my friend. You say it well. Anyway, let's uh, let's get inside. And he kind of like adjusts the little top hat on top of his plague doctor mm-hmm. mask, Ted, and he'll <laughs> confidently stride into the room. Just the entire like mechanical bird beak face this entire time.
0: Yeah, you know, that that's um, just
2: his thing. So you make your way uh, into the kitchen. Um, as Soup would kind of know, uh, there, you kind of come into like a main lobbying space. It's kind of like low ceiling, a lot of it. Kind of like uh, Frodo's house in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you kind of like duck into various areas, there is like a kitchen area. There is like a sort of vault. That leads to uh, both um, Jack's workshop, but also deeper into the sewers. It's one of the more secured entrances in the city, and uh, it's kind of almost like a sort of mining camp, almost, kind of built into the base of the city, like it's a mountain. Mm -hmm. And if, if, yeah, you make it into the kitchen to soup, want to start cooking while Jack explains what's going on.
0: I don't start off by cooking. I start off by putting back everything that Bob has put into the wrong place.
2: (laughs) So, like, the thing isn't, like, you come in here and to the rest of you, it looks like the kitchen's a complete mess. It's just the soup's trained eye. Things are in the wrong place. And they go ahead and they reach up into a cabinet and pull potatoes out from the top cabinet. They're supposed to go in the bottom. Damn it, Bob.
0: (laughs) No, no, no! Okay, okay. You the realize herbs, the paprika, the the paprika didn't get- There's the these paprika herbs didn't and they need a put certain kind of light, because we like them fresh. And there's like gotta a cool. you them near here. There's
2: like an electric like refrigerator, and so, he literally put the paprika in the refrigerator. Like, it's a spice. What a new.
0: What kind of barbarian is this? Sorry, Gandon. <laughs>
2: no offense to all you barbarians <laughs> out there uh, <clears throat> i don't think Not i've seen any of these wrong so with
3: being a barbarian
2: <laughs> um i mean i have no knowledge
1: of spices so sure you, you can say
2: that so kind of to to, to put a preface on this oh, oh, gee wilker it's 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 been been a problem where do i even begin well, we've been having a couple of problems. Uh, Martha's probably told you everything by now, knowing him, but you know, we've, we've got all the murders that have been happening. Murder suicides, if you believe it. Huh. Thinking that it might be connected to an old 15 year case. And then, and then I wake up this morning with the commissioner of the police. Uh, thank goodness it wasn't the chief. I heard that she can be a, a bit of a, a hard ass when uh, you get on the other side of the bench he came in there and he started telling me that we aren't doing our job and we had some feral undead wandering out of the spirit ward and 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 killed some poor lady walking her dog
0: wait wait, wait 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 feral undead in the spirit ward
2: i I know what i don't you mean like we have the problems downstairs Uh, all that i can think is maybe there's like an entrance or something maybe even under under the inlet that uh You know, might might have uh, had some specter or something get out. And I don't know, maybe a couple of bodies didn't get picked up and they made their way out there. But we we do a good job. We we dredge that part. We we go searching for bodies all the time. Literally two days ago, I I was out there myself. And we were uh, bringing out a couple of uh, a couple of the folks who are able to uh, sense the presence of undead. And we sensed nothing out there. Pulled up a couple of bodies, but none of them were intact enough to uh, do much. I'm going to whisper
1: to soup. Uh, Could that have been me?
2: What kind
1: of dog
0: did Lady have? Don't don't worry, Gendon. You know what? When I when we, when 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 I go when I go finish up uh, whatever else cooking in there, you can come help me out. That's what he was asking about.
2: Oh, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't know at all. Uh, I mean, they just brought in. I gotta I probably got to get get inside there. Uh, I hope the pupper's okay. I heard that one made it all right through. Uh, ran into this town old lady wanted to adopt it. Told her not to talk to me. <laughs> she does make her some pretty fancy lemon drops. She offered me one. I refused.
0: Is it just a lemon Well drink I won't or judge a special lemon drink.
4: That's my question.
2: Huh? Tastes pretty good to me. He kind of says with a bulge to his cheek. <laughs>
1: <laughs> can Jack tell that I'm <clears throat> like, does Jack understand that I'm Gandon? I don't think he does. You haven't brought it up. Okay. <laughs> so he's just been saying Gandon out loud. <laughs> yeah.
4: So can we peek these bodies that came in?
2: Oh, absolutely. I don't think why not. Come on, Ryan, and, uh, you might want to grab a little bit of that, that mint cream uh, while you're doing it. Mind if uh, we, we let the water boil a little bit, soup?
0: Oh, yeah, go ahead. Well,
2: probably better you, you don't go in there on a full stomach.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there
2: you go. And he kind of, like, hands out this sort of very strong, minted, scented cream. Mm-hmm. Kind of chemical smelling. And it's kind of a <clears> little, <throat> little bit like, eh, no. But, like, he insists, like, you're going to want to put that under your nose. Okay. So like, yeah, I got a couple of ripe ones in there.
4: It's like a Vix vapor rub?
2: It, yeah, it's like it's like a sort of. And, and like, do you do you do you put it on?
3: Yugo yeah. definitely puts it on.
2: Yenden. Yeah, I put
3: it on. Soup.
0: I feel like soup's kind of used to this enough, and I'll you're suppose. probably used to it enough. Yeah, it prefers yeah. it to the chemical smell.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. So as all of you make your way towards there, and you see there's like just kind of like a very big goliath and just a very like slender half-elf and like they're just kind of snoozing against like the vault like one the half-elf's like on a sphere and then jack claps his hands and the two of them are like well oh it's just like open the way boys we got a couple of uh we got a couple of uh scouts seeing how my work works alright all right, boss you sure it's sanitary to be bringing them back there oh they'll be fine I'm sure they go digging through bodies all the time Look, that one's still covered in blood. Points towards the Goliath. <laughs> um, particularly Yind in the Goliath. <laughs> hmm. Got to get his story at some point. Anyway. <laughs> All right. By in and you step into the sort of cold, dark vault as you see the sort of mist drifting out of it. We got to. Yeah. All right. So you step into this sort of pitch black hallway, and you, when the last of you step through, there's like an, as you just find yourself in pitch darkness. I and have your dark, dark vision. vision. Your dark vision <laughs> adjusting. <laughs> I was about to get there. How long? How most long have of you been your dark. Do that? <laughs> as Hugo, you're standing in pitch darkness. Oh. <laughs> And then you just kind of hear a click of, like, a chain being pulled and a single light in the ceiling kind of cascades. And you notice that the air in here is notably chilled. Not freezing, but enough to put a a foot and a half layer of fog on the floor. And it's just a sort of cold, dank hallway. Coop's been here a number of times, but it never gets less disconcerting. In the first left, you see that there's just a, a door with a smaller door inside of it, that Jack opens up the smaller door and walks inside. <laughs> well, come on in! <clears throat> as he, you hear like a click and he opens up the bigger door that the smaller door is built into from the inside. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hugo could have followed him in. Um, yeah. But as you uh, come into this room, you even through the sort of chemical smell, the scent of death, instantly hits you and you understand one of the reasons why you know maybe not exactly how it remains cool but kind of why it remains cool you see that in this space there are about seven eight beds with tarps over them as well as maybe like three others that currently do not have uh tarps you see that there are all sorts of like cleavers And in sort of all sorts of what could very much look like either surgical or torture implements just lining against the wall. Um, Most of them kind of cleaned, but not all the way. Uh, You see that there are uh, sort of jars of eyeballs sitting on like uh, the top of like one really, really tall shelf. You see that there are all these sort of drawers like where you would imagine like someone would keep their tools and labels and wrenches, screwdrivers. Uh, drill heads, but instead it says things like finger bones, palm bones, uh, fibia tibia, orbits, right? Spare ribs. You see that the one far table actually doesn't have a cloth on it and currently appears to be a half-complete uh, sh- like su- sugar-scold skeleton that seems to have this beautiful golden filigree kind of covering half of its body, but it's missing... Its arms below the elbows, and uh, currently only has one leg done, and gemstones embedded in the eyes.
0: Oh, Jack, who's this one for?
2: Oh, this is a little bit of a, a passion project. I've been trying to, you know, get a couple of. Uh, I thought, like, you know, what happens if I kind of get some of the best parts rather than just using spare parts, and uh, see if I can make a make a little bit of a prize, a little bit of a passion, baby. I don't know if I'm gonna sell him or put him to work, labor, rent him. I haven't really given him a name yet, just kind of going to figure that out once I, if I can get it moving. Kind of experimental technology we got here.
0: Hmm, bit of a Jack Jr. you got.
2: Oh yeah, we had the uh, egress company, they found the uh, eyes and I was like, oh, that's a lot of necromantic energy in there, got to make use of it somehow. Ah. You probably don't want to touch those if you uh, don't want your flesh to wither.
0: Mm. Nah, uh, like gloves
2: the... are in the corner, um, I like but the I still would not flesh. recommend touching
0: of which, recently I've been uh, ca- kind of experimenting a little bit with mushrooms, and I figured out a way to uh, preserve bodies for a couple of days, and they kind of it just kind of keeps them from rotting without the fridge.
2: That might actually be very useful. I may have to uh, put a little bit of a bonus in your paycheck. Oh! You know, assuming that you don't get a card off for experimentation in one of them Sky Elf cities. But one step at a time, shall we?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, we gotta get rid of these, and ah. I kind of hold up the bracelet.
2: Ah, here she is, and he just rips back a cloth, uh, and you just see that there is a, a fresh body of a woman with a terrified look on her face, with several chunks of flesh sticking out of her neck and chest and face. Mm. Oh, wow, that was a, a violent one. <laughs> I probably should have warned uh, the rest of you, you uh, should probably turn away if you're a bit scream- squeamish. Screamish. Pretty good to turn away and take it in a little bit at a time. I know. Uh, I like to be efficient, though, and he just rips off the rest of the cloth. <laughs> Now this woman Well I could tell a couple of uh, undead Wandered somewhere out of the uh Spirit ward Probably attracted by the less if I had Guess uh, measuring the bite marks And he kind of pulls out like some calipers and starts actually Measuring stuff And then he kind of just tosses it into like a bucket of, of Hot water Yes 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 yes. It would appear that uh, She was bitten by uh, two different individuals uh, One twice and one Once Hmm. However, you can see a couple of teeth stuck in. Not great hygiene, probably native to the spirit ward. Well, that's about all I got till uh, I cut her open and you probably don't want to be around for that. It takes a while. All right. Well, anyway, that's uh, that's that's why I did, did work. Uh, any questions?
0: Yeah. Wait, So, so checking up on the teeth you found. You think you've Do you think it's one of ours that got out, or do you think that they're undid that came from somewhere else?
2: Oh, no, no, it's these two right over here. He gestures towards the table behind him and he just rips the cloth back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
3: okay! Do we recognize him?
2: Oh, well, this well that's the thing. It's like, well, this one would appear to have suffered serious burns before it went down. Uh, This one seems to have gotten a knife straight in the neck. Hmm, strange. Fire out of the esophagus. haven't seen that one before. Uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh.
4: We were in bed by You would recognize
2: that these are two of the people that died during the encounter at the Twisted Dagger. Or not the Twisted Dagger, the, but the Twisted dive. Dagger's Club, the Deep Dive. That sort of ratty dive bar that all of you nearly almost died in. Oh, boy. Except Warso. Warso that was before Warso's time. Um. I died there. You did. <laughs> Sorry, correct me.
0: <laughs> I just take a good look at him, cross my arms, and I'm like, Now you two have been misbehaving."
2: <laughs> oh, well, they were misbehaving. I'm sure that whoever taught him a lesson taught him that good.
0: Uh, oh, my,
2: would you look at the lesions inside of the thing. This guy must have been trying to scream with all of the might when he died, but just couldn't. Wait, which one do you is think the... there's,
1: do you think there's more of these
2: out oh, there? Oh look at this guy. Oh, his, his stomach got so heated you could see the his inner literally got adhered to the outside of his flesh. Uh you don't see that except in, you know, really rare in cases of uh, of uh, galvanic uh, meltdown.
3: Hugo's just kinda like slowly backing away and just like hiding his face.
2: <clears throat> oh, I'm I'm totally sorry. I'll cover the mind back up. I, I get excited about this stuff. You know, it's not every day you get to see a, you know a new, uh, a, a new C.O.D.
0: Alright, so so just, just, just to be 100% like, clarify, these right. are the two who killed that lady?
2: Oh, well, you know, they, they killed him as, as, well, their zombified feral forms killed her. I uh, imagine yeah. that they probably died before then and, you know, something of strong necrotic energy uh, suffused them and corrupted them before death. Be yeah, useful to so... find out what happened to them be able to uh, put an end to uh well, at least that incident and well maybe others if there's a, a new wellspring or a new festering source of undead we'll want to you know send our uh, task force to deal with that immediately
3: uh, do these bodies at all look like what gilded looks lo- looked like when he was kind of shocked to death
2: not at all these people quite clearly except for what looks like a couple of like probably like pistol rounds, like in crossbow rounds, like fired into them. Mm-hmm. You killed these people. Yeah. I just you guys mean... killed these people. Okay. These yeah. people died in the deep dive and somehow they became zombies, wandered out of there into the Starlight District and attacked some woman who was walking her dog very early in the morning.
3: Yeah, I just mean, did they like, whatever was zombifying them, did it resemble anything that happened at the
2: crocodile's ball gown? You saw no zombification at the crocodile's ball gown. I
3: know.
0: Wait, I recognize these bodies Uh, there was a big fight At the deep dive I I almost died myself there, oh that was scary Uh, thank goodness I got out alive But yeah, a lot of people went down And I recognize these two.
1: Wait,
2: that that means there's more, right?
0: Absolutely Oh
3: god, there's more
2: I didn't catch your name, by the way Me? I feel like I know you from somewhere Uh Gandon I say at the same time dave <laughs>
0: <laughs> no I'm not. No, no.
2: <laughs> that's not that's not quite ri- quite right you do you do do charity work or something like that i, I could have sworn that uh could have sworn that uh i saw i saw something about you last time i was speaking to the velvet blue well before this morning um can't say that i do let me say okay. are uh, you big well you got a body mark Ooh, a couple of scarring on there. You get a you get into a little bit of a fight, and he's, like, peering underneath the scarf, like, analyzing the body. All um, right, you're in a couple of fights. Impressive that you're still walking. <laughs>
0: Jack, Jack, you know that thing Gendon did when you first met him? Where he just kind of woke up when you didn't expect him to?
2: Oh, absolutely. We're How's Gendon? Uh,
0: I, haven't, I haven't had a chance to can check in on Gendon. him. I was going to do that he this did morning. did it again.
2: <laughs> Hello. <laughs>
0: He did it again, there's... but with a different body.
1: And there's, there's a chance... no expression on his face. And there's a chance that me as a zombie is gonna go
2: kill some people. Well, maybe important we... stuff first. And he'll walk into the other room, and you see there's like a little bit of a room off to the side. Um, he, it actually like he walks underneath one of the benches with the dead bodies on it. And rather going up the stairs, he goes underneath and you see that there's like a door inside. And when he opens it, it's like lit. And there's like a desk inside and like some books on a bookcase. <laughs> he lives in the morgue. He does. <laughs> this is his office. Um, and you see there's some rattling around and he pulls out a book, carrying it under his arm. Uh, sees a body kind of like... Uh, Pushes the cart out of the way, brings it up onto a nearby desk which still has like some blood spattered on it. With some implements, some and he turns it around and opens it up and says, Give me just a second. He looks at you, pinches his glasses. Yep, you're bleeding some sort of necrotic energy off ya. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. This is a this is a funny predicament, isn't it? How'd you do it? I have no idea. <laughs>
0: we thought he well, died. No, no, how...
2: You're telling me that Yinden ju- wasn't just in the loony bin. Or...
0: So, should I tell what happened?
3: You can tell what happened.
2: I mean,
1: I can't remember what I was doing when I was dead, so sure.
0: <laughs> well, uh, what happened was a bunch of us got into a fight and Yinden, the one you know, Died. But then another dead body, which is the one you're looking at right now, which is now Ganden, got up, said it was Ganden, and then remembered what I was drinking the night before. And that was the first time I had ever ordered that drink. I think that's he, like, solid proof that this is Ganden.
2: I think I might have something better. And he like flips through the pages and you see like it's just written on it. Uh, just It just says Gienden on the outside, like, it seems to be a book that he has been sort of compiling with all these sort of notes and, and bits of paper and little, like, clippets and, and uh, quotes from, like, tales of folklore and stuff like that, trying to piece together exactly what your nature is. And he opens up to, like, a body diagram, which kind of shows the sort of, like, puncture marks on the arm of, like, where uh, substances were inserted into the bloodstream. It uh, shows, um, you know, other sort of signs of death, dark circles under the eyes. And then, like, when it shows the front and the back, on the back, there's, like, a little uh, sort of bubble pointing towards it, and there is a sort of symbol of a seven-pointed star with a skull in it. Yes, I, I did see that on myself. Uh, or you... in one second. And he'll just, like, start... He'll, he'll literally, like... Uh, kick you and you suddenly find yourself standing on like a rotary like little cart stool or something (laughs) and he'll like (laughs) kick you and you'll like stumble and he like unravels you and like the scarf comes off (laughs) and as you wander and then he pulls out a ruler stick and he slaps you on the back and you stop Mm -hmm. and right where that uh he stopped like right above the right shoulder blade is uh that same symbol tattooed onto flint's body And after looking for a second, you realize that it is not ink like the rest of it is. It is almost like a sort of very deep, very defined bruise. On that shoulder.
3: Hmm.
2: And then he taps the back of the head and you see at the base of the head where there isn't as many tattoos. Is that as well? Yendon, you're just standing there and you just feel him like slap you twice on the back. Um, do you see a tattoo thing?
0: It seems like you got a similar symbol.
1: I would expect so. That seems Do you
0: remember it being there before you were Gendon?
2: Warso. Yes. When you see the symbol, your mentor's teachings Mm -hmm. taught you many things and what you see here, you know that if your mentor was here, he would be disgusted by the very look of that symbol. You recognize it kind of in some the pages of his, his work. Mm-hmm. You have memories of creatures, beings, <clears throat> cults that bear that symbol that he put an end to with you at his side and depending on how you feel about it there's probably a temptation just to feel a sort of sick Icarus feeling in your gut just looking at it from your patron the one you were taught to honor to worship
4: do I know what it is
2: he only ever referred to it as the mark of death
4: that's the mark of death Makes me sick looking at it.
0: And what is it exactly, Warsaw? I forget. Hugo, you were gonna say something? Sorry, I interrupted you.
3: No, that's okay. Just saying, yeah, that is a man who has died now multiple times. Wouldn't be surprised if death left him a little uh, peck on the cheek.
1: I assume, Warsaw, that. You probably were trying to get rid of the stuff like this, aren't you?
4: Yeah. It's kind of what I do.
0: Yeah. Well, you're not getting rid of Gandon, and I kind of, like, like I'm not really thinking about it. I just kind of move myself in between Warsaw and Gandon. Like, (laughs) (laughs) no!
2: (laughs) You hear a voice, Warsaw, emanate from your back. Right. The infection has begun its spread.
0: Oh, shit
2: Cut the thorn before it has a chance to grow and fester. Just <clears throat> the, when the thought manifesting your mind teaches you, reminds you of that lesson.
4: So, should we. You have your
2: free will. But.
3: Should we
4: cut the tattoo off?
3: Why would we need to cut the tattoo? It's
4: a mark. You get rid of the mark.
0: Wait, Warsaw. You 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 kind of spaced for a moment. Were you thinking about something?
4: So, from what I remember, it's the symbol. I means the mark of the dead. It's the mark of death. Mark of death.
2: It is everything that you were taught that you are fighting for. Your role in the war. All right. And maybe.
4: You know, my mentor got rid of the, what would you call it? He got rid of the infestation, and now it looks like it's coming back.
2: It's not the first time he's ever encountered it. It is a a symbol or following or mark indicative of the force that gives power, that gives life, or at least a false facsimile of life.
0: I have it is
2: what you know to be the main cause of feral undead. So it I probably
1: have... is me that's yeah. causing these zombies.
0: So maybe it's something like they, it kind of becomes an origination point in places that you die and you get to come back, but kind of like as a cost. There's a bunch of undead there.
3: Gets raised.
0: I see. But there's a question of this is just if if this is just a one-time occurrence, or if that location is forever going to create undead. Do you any know anything about that Warsaw?
3: Oh, Jack.
4: I think so. Yes.
0: So is it like just the location or the event?
1: I feel like it would be tied to the symbol. I mean, my previous
2: body had the symbol, right? So In Jack's diagrams, and from what you saw, it only had one.
0: Maybe each time you die, you get another one, and the effect gets stronger?
1: That seems very plausible.
0: Hey, Gandon, do you need healing?
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just in case. We don't need you dying again.
2: Uh, sure. I will say the one, like if you were just to flay the skin, the one is literally at the base of the skull, like right on the spine. Maybe the shoulder one you could probably try to scrape off. That one you probably won't be able to without severing something vital.
1: I feel like we can deal with me later as I still have my senses and sanity. Um, zombie me, not so much. We should go.
3: Wait, where did we leave Zombie you? Or old you?
2: If I recall, I believe that you <clears throat> we did... got a hotel room. Yeah, we left him in the hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy.
0: You know what? I think
2: Soup Soup would at least for the very much know, like, the way that he died. Like, the thing is, like, if someone dies and they get brought back to life, like, through, like, an animate dead spell or something like that, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: they're alive on death style and they still have some structural integrity, but it's very hard to do that a third time if that body goes down. Virtually impossible. Um... The injury that Gendon sustained in his last body, you would imagine that any sort of zombie would... would lack much of the structural integrity required to be a threat.
0: You know, I don't think it's an issue, because the last time you died, uh... Flint, your, I mean, your current body made good work of you. Hmm. Uh, so, trying to come back as a zombie, uh, unfortunately it would be in a lot of simulated pain and then die. I still don't know if they feel actual pain, but I don't like to think about that.
2: Oh, they don't feel any pain at all. So you look at this guy and he just cleaves the head off. Let's ah! go do that later. <laughs> 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 oh my god. <clears throat> all right, let's just just kidding. It a... was a cabbage. <laughs> uh. <laughs> bring I got that you in here? I, I was think... hungry. Oh, I probably shouldn't I have dropped it in the, the organ box. I probably shouldn't have dropped it in the organ bucket. It's
0: no longer eh. vegan.
2: That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. I'll give it to the rats.
0: Yeah, literary palate.
2: polite. <laughs> no. Well, mostly uh, to bait him into traps. so uh, You can't exactly have him running around here. <laughs> Damn it. And anyway. You see him it's... starts walking out like, I'll leave you for a moment. Hey, you little fuckers. And he <laughs> closes the door behind him. <laughs>
0: Well, if, if gendon dies again, first of all, there's there's two there's two things to keep in mind. You can raise a body once, but raising it again, the ways of the world are just really stubborn, and it doesn't feel like waking up anymore. Okay, I mean, you
3: know, I'll remember that like the next time I try to raise a body.
0: It's like it's like when you're taking, and it's like when you're getting up in the morning, and then you're like five more minutes, and then you're out again for way longer, and it's a lot harder to get up again. It's like that with undead. So, we I don't know if that kind of counter works on Gendon because he's kind of come back with full sentience. However, next time he does go down, I do have a way of preserving his body so that he doesn't come back as undead unless I want him to.
1: That's that's good news. I, but I I don't plan on dying
2: soon. This yeah, please don't. Not, this doesn't feel right. Please don't. You see, you see, Jack opens the door. He comes in. He walks up to one of those sort of shelves. He opens up a drawer, reaches out, pulls out a roll of tape, closes it, goes to a lower drawer, one titled bombs. Takes something out of it, closes it, tucks it under his shoulder, still carrying the cabbage. Closes the door on the way out. Continue with your conversation if you would like.
0: <laughs>
3: I like this jack Mello.
0: You know, he never takes any time off work, but I think in his heart, this is his time off. Doing that, whatever that is.
2: You hear a low... <clears throat>
0: <laughs> there goes some of the finest gentlemen of our city. <laughs> <laughs> All of us. Let's take a moment of silence.
3: <laughs> okay, moment's over. <laughs>
1: we fact, really, we really should deal with this zombie problem that we've yeah. probably he started. And,
2: you see, and the pipes in the ceiling, clinging to them are some smoking rats that seem to be fleeing along the ceiling.
3: Oh, 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 man. oh man!
0: Oh dear!
2: Where are you going? I ain't done with you yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can know, I, leave I can just this politely is happening? request that they leave.
2: You hear a ching, like a ka-ching of a, a crossbow bolt colliding against all the stone. Ah. Anyway, go on with your conversation. We do not give in to distractions.
0: I'll give it to all the distractions. That is my life. My life is a distraction from the pain of existence.
1: Soup, soup, that's... <laughs> soup. <laughs> <laughs> If anything, I'm probably going <laughs> through more pain than you are.
0: I wasn't saying that in regards to the situation. I just felt I just felt like the world itself had a statement to say, and I felt compelled to respond.
1: Right now, we're all hearing voices. <laughs> all
3: right. <laughs> anyway, back on track. Well, you guys know this place and some things about it. How might we track a body? Or, oh, rather, do we need to? What, like, we're running out of time. How do we, what do we focus on?
1: Um, first thing that comes to mind is the tracker that's still on me by the Velvet Blue. I have no idea how we would get the Velvet Blue to tell us about that.
0: Well, I mean, there's some magic that can kind of help decipher what it does. That's kind of what we came here for. Or Until we learned about
3: this. Ask the Velvet Blue if they can track a bracelet. They can track, you know, old Gendian and know where he is if he's a feral zombie.
2: I, I, just because I, I want to make sure that you aren't worrying about things you don't have to worry about. Yeah. From what Soup has said and from what Jack has said. Oh, right. Whoops. Either Gendian, I mean, you have to put in a pit. That may be an entire side quest we'll have to get to, like, the jar of ears. <laughs> but... It doesn't sound like old Ginden body is going to be a threat. Yes, it would be nice to recover it if that is your mission, but if the mission is like you're worried that he's going to become an undead tyrant, soup would know typically that once a body has been broken that much, it can't really become undead, or if it can, it doesn't really pose much of a threat.
3: Okay. Hmm. But
2: how I was
1: worried you... that he was the cause of all the other undead raisings.
3: What
0: if I, I think it might more be the event of you dying that was a trigger.
1: Okay. And Rather what, what,
0: than the actual body.
1: Okay.
3: With the zombies... Are the undead something we can even focus on right now?
0: I guess since... The one thing I can say is that since we kind of recognize where this came from, we can probably offer some some advice for dealing with them, which is, you know, uh, focus on the the deep dive that's probably where they're originating from. Mm -hmm. If there's any more left. And from now on out, we can just really hope Gandon doesn't die again.
3: And what if it's not about the event, but merely his presence?
0: Well, if it was merely about his presence, then the undead, then the whole undead problem would be going from way more than just a deep dive. There'd be undead coming from the crocodile's ball gown. Frame and Sherry.
1: From this very room.
0: Oh right. Oh god, undead snails. Do I
3: Do I see anybody any slight stirring of the bodies? I'm a I'm looking around at them right now real suspiciously.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you look around at all the, the bodies nearby? Um roll me a perception check. With pleasure.
4: And then initiative.
0: <laughs> Alright honey is it's time to go back to bed. You have work tomorrow, not today.
3: Oh, I only got a nine. <laughs> you don't see any movement. The tone of voice you just used <laughs> sounds slightly suspicious. That's on
2: purpose. What would you like to do? I'm
3: gonna I'm gonna stay close to the group for now, specifically soup. Sure
0: like as soon as hugo gets closer to me i just kind of i just kind of do the mom thing where you like pull the kid in
1: it's oh yeah like... You, you like rub the arm right
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh boy well
1: well they're now, all now
0: right now so uh the question is here that's that's
1: we should head we should head to wherever we think the zombies are or if we can track them
0: well, action. is that necessarily our priority? Because we do have a time limit, and also other people can deal with this. And, you know, the That's fact true. that we've given them more information on the situation can help a lot.
2: Hmm. Uh, Jack, at this point, <clears throat> slams in with smoke drifting over all of his body. You see there's some scorch marks on him, as well as uh, little bits of dried cabbage leaf. Well, that... oh, I think I got most of them. I'll have to pick up a couple of stragglers, but that goes the main nest.
0: Is that how you treat the fine gentlemen of our city? You could have asked me to just ask them to leave, and they would have left.
2: Here's the thing. Last time we did that, they left, and then another Rat Pack moved in. We gotta hang them up and send them out as a a bit of a recognition, not to be messing with my product. Anyway, uh, is there anything else I can help you with? Um, I believe Barso. uh, Any, 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 we, we, we... Probably want to discuss that right now, uh... But we could also discuss it later if you prefer. Nope. We can discuss it right now, so... Alright. Well, uh... Situation as B, how much has Warso told you? Everything, I imagine, right?
0: Uh... I think it's everything, unless Warso has more that he hasn't said, but he's told us everything that he said.
2: We met on questionable
1: (laughs) terms, so... (laughs) It wasn't much to be said. But, uh...
4: Well, back to the tattoo. The mark. Uh out of character, the
2: tattoo isn't Roll me a religion check, Wartho. See how much I can share. Seventeen
4: plus zero.
2: Seventeen. So you and your mentor, he raised you, since he adopted you. Mm-hmm raised you to fight all sorts of evil and shadows, particularly that that pertains to corruptible undeath that slipped through the veil between the worlds. The patron, the entity that he always worshipped, was known to you as the Blood and Steel. Right. A sort of maybe celestial figure, maybe fiendish figure, who serves the grim purpose of holding the line... Against some greater More evil force that does not have A name that you know But you recognize that symbol as being Indicative of it Okay. You were taught To fight against that symbol basically Gotcha
0: I believe though based on some do,
2: do you share any of this information Warsaw? Yes
4: I'll share all of that So So I remember Seeing that symbol you said I fought against it
2: you were taught to fight against it. I was taught it, yes. to fight
4: against it. And my mentor who worshipped the Bun Steel was also against it. If that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And then So out of character again, the Bun Steel Are they are they considered evil?
2: That is a complicated question you would probably be raised to know that she serves a grim purpose Okay. but a vital one perhaps that of a lesser evil perhaps that as a necessary evil
4: well necessary
2: to fend off but
4: greater it may evils. also be yeah, yeah. It, but it
2: may also be that your profession and your mentor's profession is that of you know embracing the darker elements of nature and magic and of the world to hold against greater threats. Right. Especially you, who is a ghost slayer. Yes. I don't know how else to word that. <laughs> yeah, I think you worded it perfectly. I think it's up to everyone else to respond to that.
0: All right, so he told us this?
2: I yeah. Yes.
3: Hmm. And, Genjin, you don't remember being part of... So you don't remember... Tri- what do you... How did this happen to you in the first place?
1: I don't know. I only remember just from the, um, from the Misty Step, the, my time spent, I don't know, fighting endless war.
0: I had a character. Did Gendon tell Soup about his dream? About no. his, like, memory?
2: I think that was just to Hugo.
0: Okay. Yeah. If you want
2: to share it now, you can. Let's make this dialogue. Yeah, don't cause... worry about saying the wrong thing. <laughs> I'll jump in if I have to. Okay. But I think you, I think you got all the information you need. Yeah.
0: Is that a character? I remember some stuff about it, but I don't know if Soup knows it.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, Soup doesn't know it. I don't think no. If Yenden would like to ha- do that in RP, please. Okay.
1: Um well, when I first died, um I was I believe I was dead. I'm basically dead. And I heard this voice, some diva-like female voice saying, will you help me fight to save everything? And um, out of a sense of duty for my tribe in the wastelands, I said yes. And then there was just endless war and destruction, which I commanded in hell, I think.
0: Wait, so Warsaw, the the lady that the the lady that Gendon described, does that sound like does that sound like your your blood and steel?
4: A little bit.
3: Well, why don't you describe what you know, both of you, I mean.
2: That's everything I know. Now Warso, this is where I'm going to jump in a teen bit. Okay. Him describing this, for one thing, is crazy. You deal with crazy all the time, but that kind of sounds crazy. What sounds even crazier is looking at this man, and from what you were taught, what you were trained, Mm -hmm. he is, from looking at him, is supposed to be the exact opposite of that. He is supposed to be everything that she seeks to hold back and to destroy, and is tasked by people like your mentor, and likely now you, to fight that slip through the cracks. Flips past the front line. This man is clearly an agent of her enemy. Uh, At least that's what he would have taught you.
4: Yeah. So that you say that tattoo traveled from body to body?
2: Yes.
3: And it adds a number the more there are. The more times you do it.
1: It appears so.
3: Eventually, you're going to be all different color.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I mean, part of me has a feeling if it's a seven-pointed star, then once there's seven of them, then something's going (laughs) to happen.
3: Hmm. I see your point, but I think we might have a long time to wait
2: before that is a problem we need to worry about
0: i don't want to wait for it i want to prevent that
2: ah <laughs> uh, yes that might be uh preferable certainly you hear a voice below all of you where jack has been in this conversation the entire time as well <laughs> yeah now if i had to uh reckon on that matter i'd say that uh oh you probably shouldn't be dying no more but at the same time how do we know that this blood and steel ain't uh just as bad no offense have you been experiencing any sort of strange, you know, superpowers? Any sort of thirst for blood? Who, me? Yeah. Um, you, see, you see that he pulls out like a little checklist?
1: <laughs> no, I don't think do you, so. Do
2: you, do you feel at times like you're able to uh, become incorporeal and pass through mundane objects? No. Do you find it yourself sensitive to sunlight? No. No. Do you feel the urge to go you...
3: ooh, at a
2: point? <laughs> Hold on one second, we're not on that part of the list yet. No. Hmm. But you keep coming back. Yeah. From what I saw with my goggles, you ain't exactly a normal uh you know, rat or something like that. You're you're alive. Yeah. You're sentient. You got a mask of undeath to you, but not all the way. No, no strange superpowers at all. You haven't been been feeling anything. Have been, have you felt more at home in the dark lately? No, nothing but yeah, barbarian rage. You have, not been feeling as uncomfortable in the dark lately. Oh. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Jack is gonna walk over to the light switch, basically turn it off from thirty feet away. Hugo, you are plunged into darkness. Man. Those of you with dark vision can just barely make out Jack holding up four fingers. This is Yenden. How many fingers am I holding up? Four. Goliath don't have eyes that can see in the dark. Oh man. Uh oh. <laughs> so where does? Well, that that's put mighty right? interesting. But that's about all the time I got. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit in hot water right now. Um. Uh, I really wish I could help you with some more. Sounds like really interesting stuff you got right now.
1: Uh, Uh, I I would love... Yeah, I think you guys have more pressing issues than me, honestly.
2: I would love at some point to talk to you a little bit about uh, the job Wartho brought up. Um, But I think he can give you all the details. I don't know if there's anything I really need to give in regards to, uh, you know, the the events happening. Um, But I'll be here on standby if you need me. But I really should get caught up on some work. Uh, Commissioner's gonna have my my, net, my bow tie.
0: And uh, what one point? Because we were discussing it while you were blowing up some fine gentlemen. We have one recommendation: when uh, kind of hunting for those feral undead, focus around the deep dive. We have a, uh, thats probably where they're originating from—and keep track on if they keep coming or if it's just that group and it's done. Oh,
2: I mean that. If it was just an isolated incident there, that, uh, we'll we'll send some folks down there. I'm sure it'll be no problem. Yeah, it's just that this was happening in the middle of the night, and uh, through the guards. hmm Pretty, pretty minor case. said he usually would have to deal with it, they just... We're supposed to be in charge of making sure it doesn't happen. Okay.
0: Yeah, that makes
2: sense. It's a bit embarrassing, that's all, but... You folks shouldn't have known, you were just probably doing self-defense. Truthfully, I see all sorts of dead bodies all day. Doesn't really bother me. People live, people die. That's kind of how it goes, and so when they die, they come to me. And when I die, I'll be who's ever next in line. Wait, who's that? I don't know. haven't decided yet. I probably should do that before I die.
0: Yeah, it's probably a good <laughs> idea.
2: Don't want some amateur uh blessing me up.
0: Oh, like Bob. Don't let them in. The oh, trust me, Bob.
2: Again. Bob's not coming in this kitchen for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. Anyway. Ain't touching daddy's tools. <laughs> anyway, you're doing good work, boss.
2: Hey, you're doing... Well, I'd say you're doing good work, but you still haven't done any. Anyway. Ah! <laughs> let me see you out. And
0: uh, on the way out, uh, I just want to ask, uh, does anyone, uh, Jack, do you know anyone uh, who could help us if I can identify spell?
2: Oh, you're looking for magic. Oh, oh. Uh, no one in the college right now is uh, too occupied with that. Hey, best thing you could probably do is find out uh, some inventor who could maybe tell you a little bit of information if you're looking to get something identified. Uh, other things might be the uh, Reserve of E-trix. Mm-hmm. It's another good place. Uh, but, you know, they can be a bit fickle. You know how libra- librarians are.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it's some direction.
2: Hey, absolutely. It's in, you know, no problem at all. Still, Hugo, we gotta go ahead and uh, plan our meeting for Brimstone, don't we?
3: Hmm. That's a good
2: point. Can't do it today, but uh, sometime. Yeah,
3: we'll get that figured out.
2: All right, take care. And I think on that note, we are going to go ahead and end it here. Hey,
4: everyone. Johnny here. If you want to listen to more of me, you can find me over at Majestic Geese Network, primarily on One Shot Onslaught and Halfway to Heroes. Thank you. Take care.
1: You have been listening to Electrovolve, as featured on Dice Carnival. We appreciate your support in listening to this podcast and leaving us a good rating. Please consider subscribing and following us on Twitter. Music is used with permission by this way to the Egress. You can find links to them, some of our sponsors, and other collaborators in the description below. And lastly, remember to always salt your water before boiling. Farewell.